This is the Colts Daily Update, a look at the latest with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. Good evening and welcome to the Colts Daily Update tonight on a Tuesday. The Colts were off today, but they'll hit the ground running tomorrow, Wednesday, as they begin preparing for the Buffalo Bills in Week 11. It's a rematch of last year's AFC wildcard game where the Colts came up short about 10 months ago following in that game 27-24, to and that game obviously still fresh in a lot of Colts players' minds. The Colts definitely had a chance to win that game. They felt like they should have won that playoff game, not to open up too many wounds, but the Colts in that game became the first team in the history of the NFL playoffs to lose after putting up more than 450 yards without a turnover, and the Colts are looking to make a statement as well by beating a good football team that's solidly in the playoff field. Right now, the Bills would be the two-seed in the AFC playoffs and we all know the Colts have lost eight straight against teams that reached the 2020 playoffs, including 0-5 this season. Still seven games left, a lot to play for. The AFC playoff race, it's a jumbled mess. The Colts currently have the 10th best record in the conference, and the Colts are one of seven five-win teams in the AFC with plenty of hope. And this year has proved it's a week-to-week league, right? The Chargers started 4-1, and now they're 5-4. and The Patriots were 1-4, and now they're hot, they're 6-4. and The Bengals started fast. They're back to reality. They've lost back-to-back games. And the Browns started 3-1, and and now they're back to 500 at 5-5. So the marathon continues this week, and the Colts are looking to take another step forward and go over 500 for the first time this season with a win. The Colts have good news on the injury front. There's not a lot to report there as the team prepares to practice tomorrow. All-pro left guard Quentin Nelson and two-time All-pro linebacker Darius Leonard They left the game briefly on Sunday against the Jaguars with what appeared to be ankle problems, but both finished the game, and Frank Reich said he expected Nelson to play at Buffalo. We'll see what Leonard's status is tomorrow, but you know he can fight through just about anything to get ready to play. Uh, Xavier Rhodes did not play on Sunday with his calf, but credit to Isaiah Rogers, who filled in and played well at corner. In fact, this season, Rogers has played 40% of the defensive snaps this season, and quarterbacks have completed just about... 59% of their attempts when targeting Rodgers, and he hasn't allowed a touchdown so far this year. He has one pick and has allowed a quarterback rating of just 66. He's had a nice season uh, in year two for him out of UMass. As I said, the Bills are up next. They're fresh off a thrashing of the Jets last week. They beat New York 45-7. Josh Allen at quarterback threw for 366. He had two receivers, Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, that went over 100 yards in that game. Allen had a really big game against the Colts, if you might remember, uh, back in the playoffs. He threw for 324 against the Colts in the postseason, had two touchdown passes, and he had 54 yards rushing and a score in that game. Also in that contest, he became the first player ever with 300 yards passing, a 70% completion percentage, and over 50 yards rushing in a playoff game. The Colts would like to fix that problem coming up on Sunday. The Bills on offense, they average over 31 points per game. They are lead on defense as well. That unit ranks first in the NFL in both yards per game allowed at 274 and points per game allowed at just 15. And they're also elite at taking the ball away in just nine games this season. They have 24 takeaways. That's the most in the NFL. The Bills also lead the NFL in turnover margin at plus 14. Buffalo is the only team in the NFL better than the Colts in takeaways and turnover differential. 
So that's a quick look at the Bills. But here's Rick Venturi from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio show for a broader look at the Bills on the scouting report. Statistically, they are off the charts. You know, the big three that I look at, QBR, points given up, and turnover differential, I look at that. I I think they're the most telling three stats on every team. Turnover differential, number one. Points given up, number one. QBR, he's moved up to number seven. Allen is a pain. He's a really good quarterback. He's a tremendous athlete. He's improved his accuracy over the years amazingly so. I think that was the question coming in. When he scrambles, he can run for 30, but he can throw for 50. You've got to have a great plan against Allen, and you cannot let him on the edge of your defense. Number two, and I'm not asking for this. I'm begging for this. You have to have a plan for Diggs. Diggs is maybe the premier guy in the league. He was a little bit quiet for a couple weeks. Yesterday, he exploded. You have to have a plan, that third phase that I always talk about for Diggs. And then the other thing is when Beasley is healthy, he is just absolutely outstanding in the slot. He's one of the best third in possession guys. He's like Edelman. Uh, He's like Welker. And actually, when he was out, McKenzie, who's a great return guy, and don't forget that, great return guy in McKenzie. Now, defensively, they're very, very good. Their ratings are off the chart. Number one total, number one scoring defense. And yet, they don't maybe have one guy that is an ambient player. But I'll tell you what, they got a boatload of good football players. Their scheme is is very practical, but it's sticky. They don't do a million things, but what they do, they do well. Hard to find a liability, uh, maybe with the exception of Wallace, the one corner, but you know White is a premier corner. You know he's going to match Pittman. We've got to have some other guys step up because we wanted to go after Campbell with Hilton, and, and Campbell stuffed Hilton Sunday. So I'm really excited about it. I think there's a quality of Buffalo. I think they're a front-running team. You know, if you can rattle them like we had them rattled in the first half and let them off, I, I, I really look forward to this game. I agree. We, we walked out of there last year thinking that we really should have won that game. That's Rick Venturi. That's the rundown on the Bills who come into the game 6-3. and three. When we come back, we'll hear from Frank Reich from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio show on the win over the Jaguars and his thoughts on the Bills in a rematch of last year's AFC wildcard game. That's next here on the Colts Daily Update. We're back in a moment on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We now return to the Colts Daily Update with Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. Welcome back on the Colts Daily Update tonight. I'm Matt Taylor, and as promised, we're going to hear from Frank Reich from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio show. We always like to give you a sample on Tuesday if you missed that on Monday. And last night, Frank started discussing his big takeaways from the Colts' win over the Jaguars on Sunday. Yeah, it was a, it was a good win against a division opponent. Always love getting those uh, home wins in front of our fans in Lucas Oil. But, you know, defense obviously really played well. Um, you know, loved, loved how they finished the game with the, you know, with the strip and, and the fumble recovery. And uh, secondary played well, so really good. Offensively, the run game was good. We didn't turn the ball over. And, uh, in a game like that, that was obviously very critically important on a one-possession game. And then special teams, we had the, you know, obviously the big play mm-hmm. uh, on, on the block punt, and we were very good in coverage all day. And special teams was indeed special on Sunday. What is a 
special teams touchdown do for the team's juice on the sideline? What does it do for your odds of winning when you can pull one of those block punts for a touchdown off? It's a big deal. The stat used to be, I I know it's not this high anymore, but I remember a long time ago, um, the stat used to be like 75 or 80%. You block a punt um, and score, it's going to be 80% win. I don't know what what that stat is right now, but it does really just inject juice, I think, into the whole Mm -hmm. sideline and the whole stadium. And meanwhile, on defense, Quiddy Pay notched his first career sack. Then Dio Dangbo recorded the game-winning force fumble. How nice is it, Coach, to see those two guys, your top two picks in your draft class, making game-changing plays, and they're coming to life here? Yeah, that's really what we were envisioning, you know, um, coming to fruition. And hopefully this is just the start of that multiplying in many other ways. So those guys are working hard, they're making progress, and then they're on the right track. Colts head coach Frank Reich is joining us here on Colts Roundtable Live. We want to leave plenty of room for some good fan questions tonight. If you have a question for Coach, you can tweet it in tonight and every Monday night using hashtag Colts Roundtable. Let's go to Carl. And I think you already talked about this with the media today on the uh, on the press conference. But Carl is asking, what are your feelings on Carson Wentz's left-handed passes and trying to make things happen when plays break down? Yeah, no, I mean, we don't like that. I don't like it. And But also understand that there are certain things that players do that are instinctive and so it's a very fine line, Matt, as I would answer this question, I'd say to this is, you know, the confidence, the, the quarterback needs to know that, hey, we trust you and believe in you. You know, that's not what we want to see or do, but we understand that, you know, that that's an instinctive move. So try to filter that out of your system, but I don't want the guy to play scared, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want him to play, you know, I want him to play hesitant. So you got to maintain your aggressive mindset and that's what we expect from Carson And the same time understanding the responsibility he has to take care of the ball. That's well said, no doubt about that. All right, Nick is up next. Uh, this is an interesting one. How much do you work the officials during the game, and how do you see that uh, – how does that pay off for you uh, during the course of a game? I mean, I wouldn't call it working the officials. I mean, I'm in constant communication with them, and, you know, sometimes it's just in a normal tone of voice and then other times not so normal tone. <laughs> uh, when we're not happy with something, but I really try to stay more conversational tone. You know, listen, I, I really think the officials are, are doing a good job this year. Um, it's a hard, they have a very difficult job. So they do a good job of communicating. You know, we, you know, we talk to them. I talk to them before the game, let them know what our concerns are, let them know what we're looking for, so on and so forth. They talk with us as well. And then just kind of keep that dialogue open during the game and get explanations for what's going on. All right, Chris is up next. Uh, how much do you still think about the playoff loss in Buffalo, and what can we take from that game heading into this game? Well, you know, I don't think about it in terms. I mean, that, that game is long gone. I mean, you know, I'm only looking at it and watch the tape again. Mm-hmm. You know, to refamiliarize ourselves with how they played us and how what what did we do well against them? What can we build off of? What can we carry over or change or complement? Um, but, you know, I, I think we should take from that game confidence. You know, we went on the road in the playoffs against a team that was red hot and gave them everything that, you know, gave them everything we had and was certainly in the game right till the very end. So it really, if nothing else, should give us a lot of confidence going up there uh, this mm-hmm. week. Up next, again, are those Buffalo Bills, Coach? They're 6-3 and three right now in second place in the AFC playoff standings. Um, they beat the Jets on Sunday. Nice performance out of them, 45-17. to 
Um, it was their sixth win of the season. You know the Bills well, again, after seeing them last year in the playoffs. Um, they're elite on defense as well, taking the ball away with 24 takeaways, leading the NFL in that category. What else do you make of the Bills heading into this big game in Week 11? Yeah, I mean, very good, very good, very well-coached team. You know, obviously, Josh Allen is an incredible talent at quarterback on offense. they got really good skill. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs and, and the like, those guys, you know, they're skill players. So this is a good challenge, um, and this is a great opportunity for us, right, to go up against a good team and, and earn some respect. That's Frank Reich. That's from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio program for that full show. You can listen to it on demand on Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network anywhere you download your podcasts. I'm Matt Taylor. That's all the time we have tonight. Instant replay is coming up next, and we'll talk more about the Colts and the Bills tomorrow starting at 615 here on the Colts Daily Update, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fans.